Hey, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kids 5. Glad to have you back. The season is slowly winding down. There's just a few games left, and the Spurs are technically still in the playoff spot. Well, I'm sorry, they play in spot. Uh, you know, they're just a few games out. That's what we'll be talking about today. You know, let's just say they make the play-in tournament. Can they even survive? And also, we're going to be talking about Josh Primo. And if fans are already bailing on the promising rookie to do that, I am joined by my good friend, frequent guest here at Lockdown Spurs, James Pleasure with San Antonio Sports Star, co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover. Follow him on Twitter at I am Pleasure. James, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs, man. And I got a bone to pick with your with your boy, Mike Jimenez, man. An F. Oh, for I'm big very aware. Trouble, little China. I am upset with him. Oh, I'm very aware. Like, you aren't the only one. But should we really, really be surprised? I mean, this is something uh, that uh, he could – he gave – like, he knocked Terminator because of, like, Pepsi ad. Well – When, like, that was the thing. Well, I'm a little surprised, too, because he called me the night before to get uh, my thoughts on the fact that he's diving into a big trouble. And – I told him, Michael, do not go in there expecting Oscar performances. This is not what it is. It's a horror fantasy comedy. You know, young Kurt Russell, young Kim Trattrell. Do not go in there with high expectations. It's just a fun and I thought ride, young period. Would, I thought young Kim Cattrall would sell it for him. That's what I thought, too, because didn't, uh, didn't that uh, help boost up uh, the Spider-Man review he gave? Because it was uh, Marissa yeah. Tomei. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, well, that, that should help. I even told him on the phone. So when I'm listening to him on halftime at the star, and I heard the grade, I was stunned. I was stunned. Oh, yeah. The fact that he didn't even finish it. Yeah. And I, like, I, I turned said, it off. So I called him. I called him after he gave the grade out. And I said, look, you got to rewatch it. And he was like, I'm not going to rewatch it. And I go, what, what did? And I go, well, so you didn't buy into the three warriors. The three, you know, the three enemy warriors, the one with the electricity power yeah. and the strength power. Yeah, yeah. And and he's like, no. I go, you didn't buy into the comedy of Jack Burton. He's like, I don't think he was funny. I go, what do you mean to tell me the guy that was all gung-ho about going in against Lopan's army, fighting, getting the juice to get pumped, and he gets dogpiled by a creature and doesn't fight at all? I go, you don't think that's you know, funny? And he's like, no. I'm positive that Michael Jimenez probably doesn't find Monty Python funny. Oh, no. I, I'm not, I'm guessing if he's even seen it, but I don't want him to ever watch it because I, I will judge people <laughs> on how they grade Monty Python. Well, well, here's the thing too. So I forgot in the, for a split moment that I was talking to Jimenez. So I go, I go, Michael, th- th- I mean, that's not really John Carpenter's thing. You know, he's more horror, horror, gore guy, you know? Yeah. And uh, he's like, he's like, I don't even know who John Carpenter was. I would go, Oh yeah. never mind. Dude. <laughs> John Carpenter, oh, Halloween, freaking uh, Dracula. Like, John Carpenter uh, is the master of horror. It's like him right, and Wes right. Craven on Mount Rushmore. Right, and that's why I said it. So I, 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 I'm pretty sure I mentioned it the night before he saw it. I was like, look, it's John Carpenter's kind of little you know, foot in the horror, comedy, fantasy realm movie. So don't judge it, you know? So, and I even said it. Go, hey, I will even take, I said, if you had given it a C, C minus, I would have been fine with that because we know it is what it is. We get that, but it's a fun ride. Thus, why it's so beloved. 
Can you imagine? It's, can you imagine? He gave it an F. I mean, we're not imagining. And I think he yeah. goes in expecting like the greatest thing ever put on cinema. <laughs> I think maybe the hype too. The hype of the movie because he's never seen it and he knows how uh, us nerd guys will react to oh, that. Oh, I didn't hype it at all. I was just like, "Cool, let me know what you think." <laughs> like I tried to give zero <laughs> hype on. Like I don't want him watching any movies anymore. <laughs> I want you to be careful behind the wheel as you record this lockdown spurs. That's what I want you to do. By the way, for those who do not know, James Play is the master of podcasting and driving. He's good at that. He's I mean, really, really you you tend that. to like find me at just the right moment of the day. <laughs> Well, it's one of those times again right here on Lockdown Spurs. So enough about Michael Jimenez. He will like By the way, I'm driving by the airport. Do I got to come get you or? No, no, no. I took an Uber. I took an Uber. So you're good. Yeah, okay. You're good. Yeah. That, you know that would have been hilarious. Can you imagine? We're recording and you're picking me up and we have to talk to each other as if we're not in the same room while we're in your car. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. I but enough like about that's him. the product of a future Lockdown Spurs. Oh, that's probably going to happen. It's probably going to happen when I go back. And I'm like, uh, Pleasure, can you uh, drive me to the airport? And by the way, got time to do a lockdown on the drive over there. <laughs> but um, <laughs> enough with Jimenez. Jimenez will be on Lockdown Spurs sometime next week. Where I, I will think give him be a banned for a little while. Oh, you're, you're there, huh? You're at the band level. I wow. mean, he is given some pretty awful reviews. Yeah, and even his critiques aren't fair. It's like I love Terminator Two; it was awesome. I didn't like all the Pepsi billboards, so I'm giving it a B and seven A plus. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but thank, uh, but yeah. I, well, first of all, thank you, pleasure for hopping on Lockdown Spurs as you always do. Uh, but you know, we're talking about hype right now for a movie. Let's talk about a hype about a young, promising spur that is Josh Primo. Look, this is his maiden voyage. He's just a rookie. Um, uh, most Spurs fans get that, but as the season's kind of been rolling on for him, pleasure, he hit the proverbial rookie wall. And yes, don't believe me. Look for yourself, everybody. There are, uh, there are a, quite a bit of Spurs fans that are already bailing on the rookie. Pleasure. What's up with that? I, I think it's way too soon to start bailing on Josh Primo. Oh, it's absolutely way too soon to bail on Josh Primo. And everybody that is, is just, hyperbaric and they just don't know exactly what this is i mean think about it this kid it should should technically be a what halfway through his senior year yep technically he reclassified to get into alabama early to therefore get in the draft early. So if anything, he's halfway through his freshman year in college. So this is the first time he's ever seen a rigor like this in terms of amount of games played, how closely together they're all played. Even in college, you get games on like Monday and Saturday or Wednesday and Saturday. Like the, the games are spaced out and you get two per week, except for when you actually play in those tournaments, but early in the season, but this is, 82 games this is back-to-backs three and four nights like he Mm -hmm. his body's not used to this and and not only that he's not playing against college freshmen and sophomores he's playing against nba men so like there's a different level of exertion of force when you're banging with 
grown men every night than when you're banging with people your own age. And it takes some getting used to. The physicality of the game takes some adjusting to. So it is way too early to start writing Josh Primo off just yet. I mean, yeah. at least let him get his feet wet. You know, and, and I'm glad he's hitting the rookie wall. You know why, Pleasure? Because that tells me he's actually playing in the NBA games. Yeah, sign me up for that. Good. Let him hit that rookie wall. Let him experience what a full 82 is. Let him feel like what is playing against non-college players, pros. And look, we've already seen it. I mean, Primo's already been out there in the media saying that he knows that defenses are coming at him because they're going to challenge him. I mean, if this is a season of development, as DeJounte Murray put out there recently saying, like, this is our first year together, then shouldn't we be applauding the fact that he's hitting the rookie wall and getting tested by NBA players? I mean, I don't know if we should applaud it, but we should expect it. That's for sure. I, I don't know about applauding something negative. You look at what but, Josh Primo's done, and you could say a lot of his rookie season has been successful, whether in Austin or when he got limited chances early here. But now the the length and weight of the season and the amount of games and the physicality is starting to take its toll. And people got to remember, this is an 18, 19-year-old kid that is still physically developing. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because, well, I simply needed more energy. wanted something that will taste great in the supplement, and I just want to see what the hype was all about. Now, so what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. Now, what more do you have to say about it? You know, it tastes great. I know plenty of people who use it. It's good for digestion. It's just so simple to use one scoop and you're done. Hey, look, it's a lifestyle friendly, whether you eat, you know, the keto, the keto diet or you're in the paleo diet, vegan, it, it fits everything. It contains one, just less than a gram of sugar, no GMOs, no tasty or nasty chemicals or artificial anything. It just simply tastes good. And it, it, it pretty much is fast absorbing. Uh, the ingredients are good for your body. And, um, well, they cost you less than $3 a day. If you're investing in your health, it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens is a climate neutral certified company as well. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading to the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And, and in this rookie wall that he hit, we've already seen there's video out there of Popovich getting on him, telling him that he needs to listen to him. What the F were you thinking on the defensive side? This is good for Josh. Look what it did for Tony Parker. 
Look what he did for DeMar DeRozan, who just mm-hmm. recently said this season that if it wasn't for Pop and his teaching, he wouldn't have gone to this level that we're seeing out in Chicago now. This is good for And that's Josh. a very important word you said right there, Jeff. Pop and his teaching. Pop's not coaching so much this season as much as he is teaching because of the age of this team. I mean, Devin Vassell's a second-year guy. Yaka Pertle's in, like, his fifth year. Um Kata Bates' job hasn't been on NBA rosters very much. I mean, this is a younger team, and it only got younger at the trade deadline when you're shipping out Derek White and you're shipping out a Thad Young and you're shipping out all these vets that can help kind of teach these lessons. But Pop is having to teach them himself along with DeJounte Murray, who is the longest-tenured spur now. I mean, that is a lot and he is having to take a lot in and i think that not enough is being made about pops having to teach right now more so than even coach look at some of the josh primo's number this season he's actually had four starts in the nba uniform and uh, by the way we're not looking at his austin's numbers right now but 37 games about 17 minutes per Five points per game two rebounds one and a half assists he's already recorded 12 blocks 17 blocks by the way He's led the Spurs, San Antonio Spurs team in blocks four games this year uh, and right. shooting about 37% from the field and 30% from the three line. If you tell me this that a rookie in Pops, under Pops watch, is getting this type of burn, I'm taking it. And this is exactly I'll find what he needs to do. every day, and I told you that at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah, you absolutely like did. And you saw go Primo explain, get yeah. these kind of minutes? Sign me up for it all day, every day. Yeah. And look, and, and we're not going to gloss over what he did in Austin, but what he did in Austin was really, really good to the point where he looked really? like he was the uh, the man among boys. But Which is what yeah. satiated everybody's appetite for Josh Primo, I think. They saw the ridiculous numbers he was putting up in Austin, and by doing so, it made them think that it would easily translate to the NBA, where you have to remember – that is that's the difference between the jump from the G League to the NBA. Yeah. The gap is that wide. And he is going down there and he proved that he is a man amongst boys in the G League, even though he's playing against other men and boys. But the talent gap, the talent disparity between the two is that different, especially on the defensive end. And that's exactly what you wanted to see. So we saw that it was Kelton Johnson. We saw this with DeJounte. We saw this with Lonnie. When they spent time in Austin, it got to a point where, like, did they, are they even learning anything? Because they're just devastating teams. And so they go, okay, bring them up. It wasn't like a long, drawn-out process. You know, Lucas Samanich, that comes to that comes to mind real fast. No, he still needs more time. No, he's still more time. Keep him there. Keep him there. Um, you are learning things, though, despite that. Like, while you're yeah. down in Austin, what you're learning is – how to be a pro, how to handle yourself, game days, how to like go through the motions of being a professional athlete day in and day out. And I think that's what gets lost in sending people to Austin. It's not so much about, you know, how much you're scoring, what your burn is, what your numbers look like. It's how do you handle yourself because you're learning how to become a pro and handle Mm -hmm. a pro schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And look, Everybody goes through it. Devin Vassell went through the rookie wall last season. He even said recently uh, after a game, 
that he's been talking to Josh, that everybody's been talking to Josh, like, look, this just happens. You know, this is part of your development, the rookie wall. This is where fans jumped, well, not all, but a good chunk of them jumped off the primo wagon. Oh, look at him. Look at him. He went over and pops screaming at him. And what is he doing out there? Uh, Well, he's learning. Pop screamed at Duncan. Pop screamed at Ginobili. Pop screamed at Tony. If he's not screaming at him, I'm worried. Yeah, Pop screamed at LMA, DeMar. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a little premature for these Spurs fans to be jumping off and already riding off Primo as if like he's a bust. I mean, he hasn't even really been given a true opportunity in the NBA to really play with a full NBA season in him not going back and forth between Austin and San Antonio, not riding the bench as we say, not getting, uh, you know, limited minutes here and more minutes here, you know, something steady. So yeah, I think the jury is still out. And for those that are jumping off ship, there's still time to get back on. You can apologize to pleasure. You can apologize to me. You can do a lot of stuff here, but uh, yeah. And you can talk to uh, pleasure on Twitter at I am pleasure on. Yeah. Let him know your thoughts and his thoughts on uh, what we had to say about Josh Primo and much, much more. But enough of that. I think it's ridiculous, but I just saw it and I had to bring this up to uh, James's attention. Now let's transition to the Spurs as a whole now, James. They're still Uh-oh. technically knocking on that play-in door. They're not out of it yet. I don't think seven or eight is reachable, the way the Wolves and the Clippers have been playing. But nine and ten are still there. Um. Let's just say, for argument's sake, they get in. Great. Oh, that's a big argument. Now, <laughs> now what? Do you think this Spurs team is built enough to make some noise in the play-in tournament? Uh, not the way they're playing currently. You're you're welcome to change your mind as you get more information, but the way they're currently playing, it is not the team we saw when they were, you know, just past yeah. the trade deadline and everything looked great. As a matter of fact, the rotations look funky. Doug McDermott is now out, likely it's sounding like the rest of the regular season, if I were oh. to gauge Pop's kind of convoluted, it's worse than we thought, quote, on his ankle sprain. Um, yeah, I don't know, but unless they turn something around rather quickly, I do not think that they make the play in, and I don't think that they can catch the teams that are playing exponentially better than them right now as a whole yeah yeah look um i believe the pelicans are in it as of this recording but they're kind of fumbling a bit right now the the injury to brandon ingram definitely hurt them spurs didn't do themselves any favors having a recent four game losing streak and then you know pop gets the record and then they're now as of this recording are on a two game losing streak they're not helping here's the other thing with that that i the reason i don't think they make the play in Every time they get close, every time they get within one game, they sit their top three and four leading scorers. <laughs> Rest or what I think some kind saying? of weird ailment. Like, I don't know, but all I know is that why are we resting guys that are 22, 23? Like, these are young guys. This isn't Tim Duncan. And this is like playing for the postseason so if you're telling me that you're going all in at the postseason your actions say you are 
Football might be over, but basketball is in full steam as both pro and college hoops are underway. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. Are you implying what I think you're implying, that maybe the Spurs are kind of like being Deceptively dropping out. games against teams they can beat like indiana if they lose uh to oklahoma city who's coming in limping and that's an understatement oh i uh, i don't even know the players that they're starting tonight <laughs> exactly and by the way you know uh chef kiss to them you know play doing the tank job pretty well good job there okc uh i just wish the spurs would do the same because i think it's going to a point now was what is getting into a tournament and getting maybe a win gonna really do for you what is that gonna do for you Long-term. a lot i think if you're actually trying the problem is it doesn't feel like they are so i don't know what the what good it does like the way they were playing coming out of the trade deadline before the all-star break that team was red hot Devin Vassell was playing great josh primo was getting minutes and looking good um you know everything was clicking Kelvin Johnson's been on a tear here lately, and it feels like we're wasting a great effort from him night in and night out right now as he's kind of become the second to DeJounte Murray's, you know, 1A. Right. It's just kind of infuriating when you watch them and you see what they're doing. And then you see these weird rotations, and Josh Richardson will play well but not get very many minutes. And I know we've mentioned this a lot. Lonnie Walker will play well, but for some reason late in the game when he's hot, you just don't mm-hmm. see him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if he's going to be that Manu six-man slash closer, you're, you're a starter, but you're not. Like, I would like to see him in in some of those late-game situations, especially when he's on fire. And you're not helping your cause if you're San Antonio to evaluate Lonnie if you're playing him because he is going to be a restricted free agent. Yeah, you know, I think for his situation, every game counts, every minute matters to prove whether he's going to get a bag or he's going to get a bag somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to be thinking about as these last few games. But yeah, I mean, like you say, okay, fine, they make the play in, yay. You know, even if they draw a, a Minnesota or a Clippers team, that's still going to be a tough out. They're going to have to be on the road. They're going to have to win two in a row against these upper play in tournament seeded teams. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they win. Okay, fine. Yes, I've been on here saying like, good. Let them get the experience. Let them get curb stomped. That's great. Same, you know, for their development. But, but not like this. Not the yeah, way. They're, not like this. not the yeah. way they're being managed. Yeah, not the. Way, I mean, it's not even the way they're playing. It's the way they're being managed right now. It feels like. I mean, historically, James. I mean, we've seen the Spurs do this back in the nineties. We've seen them do this before. What? I was told this you, has never happened in the history of the San Antonio Spurs. For those kids that were not alive in the early 90s, <laughs> go back and just go and Google and look David Robinson injury, and you'll find article after article of people saying, no, he could have played. No, he was fine. No, they didn't have to he try was it out. ready in February. Yep. They didn't have to try out Dominique Wilkins 
and whoever the hell was on that squad that year. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, historically it worked because it turned into ta-da, Tim Duncan. Now, huh. grant, granted, there is no Tim Duncan level player in this draft, unless you disagree. But... And you're way too late to the party on this to get one if there was. Are they really out? Are they are they too too far out now? There's they can the still other get teams that. are better at what they're doing than they are. Uh, what do you predict they'll land in the lottery? Seven, eight. It's not bad. It's not, it's not bad. Uh, you don't get bad. to get a Chet, Apollo, or a Jabari doing that. By the way, are you sold on once, any of those? Once three? again, you're looking at probably. You know, Jaden Ivey or Keegan Murray or someone of that skill level. Patrick Baldwin's falling like a rock right mm-hmm. now in draft circles. So it's kind of like you want to address that power forward need, but you don't want to just take one because you need one. You take the best available player at that point and hope he turns into right. a superstar. Exactly. And look, sure, maybe they can come back, they being the Spurs, saying, well, we have these draft picks, you know, we could definitely use them as, uh, you know, pieces to flip to move up. Exactly. So there's that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, if you're camp experienced, then you should be loving if they get into the play-in. If you're camp, eh, you know, maybe they should cool off now and just chill out for the last camp one, talent. 12, 13 games, camp talent, then, yeah. You know, you'd definitely be cheering against the Spurs making the play-in. Because let's just say they miss the play-in. Every, I mean, I, I mean, it's a stupid question, James, but just help me understand this a little better. Okay. Even though they have a bad record, if they keep on racking up L's, their percentage of landing in the top ten increases, or players that land in the top, like like guaranteed top five. Like how how does that all work? All right, so it depends what the people do around them. Wherever you are, or like in the NFL, if you finish with the eighth worst record, you get the eighth overall pick, right? But in this one, it is a lottery system. So the further away from the number one overall pick you are, the less odds you get. So, yes, if they pile up L's, they could theoretically move closer. But it's not guaranteed if Oklahoma City keeps losing, if Houston keeps losing, if the Orlando Magic keep losing, and they just got the brakes beat off of them the other night. So, like I said, there are teams just doing this better right now. I mean, Pop did address it recently, saying that they're never going to admit to it. They're never going to admit it. They can't because they'll get fined. (laughs) What a way for Pop to go out, huh? But this is it for him. Oh, no, I think he's got another year now. Especially with those uh, uh, Quinn rumors. I mean, it lines up. I mean, his last, Quinn's last contract for uh, under the with the Jazz is all of next season. That's yes. It. So it, I feel that Pop goes one more year with this squad and gives them this season tries to get a young guy in the door, the Donovan Mitchell, if you will, possibly mm-hmm. for Quinn Snyder to take things over when he hands it over. Like he's got multiple stars with DeJounte and Kelvin to kind of pass off to him. So it's more appeasing to him to leave Utah than just be like, all right, we want you to lead this playoff team that's near the top of the West to come and coach this team that's in the lottery. Right. Yeah. But 
Yeah, uh, the playing game is still theoretically there, Spurs fans. But we definitely got to hear from you. What do you think about the Spurs? Uh, even if they make it, can they make any noise? But we're done talking. James has got to go. We're both busy what? guys. But we keep crank. I know, I know. I'm. We're done I'm already. Busy. Well, hold on. Before I let I you mean, go, I had an, I had another you. seventy-five minutes on how awful Jimenez's movie reviews are. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, he's gonna. I'm, I think maybe the next time we bring him Jimenez on, you got to come on too, so we can just have a nice conversation with Michael. <laughs> hey, speaking of movies, um, or in this case, TV series, what do you think of the Miss Marvel uh, trailer? Uh, I don't like oh, that she's not, she's that not looks stretchy. Dope. I don't like that she's not stretchy. It's her, like, uh, she her was. physical body. But I know that was, was like a pro- projected, like energy projection. That wasn't her skin, her physical No, her, her hands grew. Go back and watch it. Where did it grow? I didn't. I missed that. It was near the end of the trailer. Okay. Just watch it again. You'll see uh, her hands or her fist like grows into like that huge. Yeah, that's her like, iconic thing, right? She goes with the fist thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm a little. I think I gotta have to take a little getting used to it being a kind of like a teen. I know, no, she's a teen. I get that, but it just looks super, super, super young. A young, young. Yeah, young, she looks young super cast. young, which is cool. Yeah, because that means she's there for probably a good amount of time. But so basically, much this is like setting up Holland. the Marvels. This is pretty much setting up the Marvels, not not Marvel DC, but the my like, Captain Marvel. Yeah, Photon. Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, yeah, Photon. Is, it's setting up their their story arc, or what do you think we're going with this? Just a TV series? No, maybe? it's setting up that story arc for sure. Oh, for sure. I think the, this is leading directly into the Marvels. Okay, which or at means least Captain Marvel two, right, right, right. Where, which means, do we get the Fantastic Four sooner? Because I need them, man. I need. Them. I do too, and we'll find out what happens in Multiverse of Madness on the oh, weekend of yes. March the sixth yes. or May sixth. Excuse me. That, that's how anxious you are for the multiverse of madness. Yeah, I, I wanted to be marked. here already. Yeah, already, yeah. Um, and has it been confirmed that was Superior Iron Man? Because I looked at it again. It looks no, it hasn't been confirmed. I mean, I've seen stills. I've seen images enhanced. It looks like Tom Cruise in Superior Iron Man armor. It really does. It really does. But I can't. I can't be certain. So. It's something I'll have to wait to see. And remember, like Hulk and running with the Avengers in Wakanda, like Marvel loves to put these fake scenes in their trailers. So just oh, yeah. don't take everything you see with a grain of salt. So I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, oh, um, it's not the only one. They've done it in a whole bunch of them. Remember, they erased Spider-Man out of the uh, Civil War trailer. They've done all kinds of, of shifty things with their trailer editing. So just... Take it with a grain of salt, but I will say the Batman may be one of the greatest Batman films I've ever seen. I am glad you brought that up. I agree with you. It is great, great movie. I just have a hard time ranking it above Dark Knight. I, I have a hard time. I, I have a hard time. He's a detective. That's what I know. So getting know. to see that finally on, on screen was amazing. And him stepping from the shadows. Oh, in the subway scene? felt and he did it multiple times throughout the movie. Yeah. And every time he did, I got chills because it gave me 
Batman the animated series vibes where you just yeah. see the eyes emerge the eyes from the of, darkness. Yeah. Like it was incredible. And I love that they didn't do what most movies try and do, which is like remove the grease paint around his eyes when he takes the oh, cowl yeah. off immediately. Like there's yeah. some handy wipes inside it or something. So when he takes yeah. it off, it just takes everything off. Like right. I enjoyed the fact that like, yes, that makes sense. Yeah. For, again, I, I love the movie. A plus 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 plus. Rank it over the Dark Knight Rises. Rank it over even Batman Begins, which I think is very seriously underrated. Um, uh, the Tim Burton ones, yes. It just sub. What I what I wanted to see was young. I will, Bruce I will ask you this because I know where you're going. I gotta see him get that L, man. A young Bruce he, Wayne would get an L. Would get the L. Here's the thing: he took the L. He, he took it out. Like he didn't figure out the the thing. The the mayor got shot. Like the people were uh, flooding inside the. Like he took that out early. <sighs> they they were saved. You know they they were able to get him out. Um, they got if not for the, Selena Kyle. He's dead. It was just something like I needed to see a massive L. Like Riddler wins and gets and gets away. Um, I mean, uh, Kyle dies. Um, people die in the in the arena. Here's the thing, and here's the thing. Uh, and, and if you think nobody died in that arena, then you're sorely mistaken. Um, <laughs> the thing that you're missing is this was not a Batman story so much; it was an origin story for his three villains. And the thing that was so great about the Dark Knight was the villain. Like Heath Ledger's Joker was great, but in this mm-hmm. one, you get three. I four iconic villain performances. Colin Farrell's Penguin was awesome. You look at Selena Kyle's Catwoman. She stole Mm -hmm. every scene she was in. Paul Dano's Riddler was just incredible. And John Mm -hmm. Turturro, criminally underrated, playing... um, uh, Falcone. Yeah, Carmine Falcone. Like, it was just great performance after great performance after great performance as villains. The Dark Knight for me was this was and I, t- I think I told you this the other day. We got to see prime peak Bruce Wayne take an L. I thought that was good. He took it. Remember, and was a big L. It took know? the second movie for Bruce to take that L. That's why the Dark Knight's so beloved. But that was a big L. I mean, his buddy. I, dad, I'm aware, but you remember I, he he won the first one. Batman Begins <laughs> was a W for him. But I'm I'm talking about just ranking individual movies because it's supposed to be a standalone movie. Well, as of now, I know there's probably it's not. Talk it's a now. trilogy. Yeah, but I guarantee you, it's a trilogy. There's already yeah, been yeah. talks. Matt Reeves is confirmed. Like it's there's going to be more. Cobblepot's okay, but... going to get his own spinoff. Arkham with the GCPD mm-hmm. is going to get its own spinoff on HBO Max. Like, it's are, are we gonna... are we getting the next? Do you think the next movie is Arkham Asylum? Basically, the video game. It just, it, um, I don't know what the next movies are because there's so many great storylines that they can follow, whether it's they kind of alluded with the reporter's name being Elliot and then the, mm-hmm. the hush written over it. They, so they kind of yeah, alluded to possibly a hush storyline, <laughs> which be would brilliant. be incredible. Yes. Um, Court of Owls would be incredible because it's something we haven't <laughs> seen in life. Hey, talk about Court Batman of Owls taking... was such a great Great story. And talk about Batman taking L's. I mean, he's <laughs> quarter of L's. 
he he learned. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and you know, there's Hedger, the Hedger, um, Heath Ledger's the performance that is still just iconic. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say that anybody's performance in in Batman and the Batman was bad. It just Ledger was just. Oh, do you special. know who that was at the end in the cell with Dano? Oh, that was Joker. Yeah, but do you know who? Oh, the actor, actor. Uh, it's that kid from um, uh, the Harry last Coegan. He played yeah, the Drew last Coegan Eternals. Drew, thank you. Yeah, Eternals. Um, yeah, I like to see how what he does. You know, I mean, he's a great actor. Um, yeah, but if we're just looking at individually right now, I mean, I got Dark Knight by a hair, just a hair. I mean, that's fair, but this this movie yeah. was literally everything and anybody who said was, anything bad about robert pattinson because he played right. twilight when he was a kid can go jump off a cliff he can join the he can join the josh primo <laughs> haters club not really not really <laughs> just <laughs> but um wow this show definitely turned into uh when when left when it should have gone right but hey <laughs> We're done talking. If you want to talk about what you thought about the bat, uh, the Batman or Josh Primo or the Spurs in the play-in, let us know. Make sure to follow uh, Pleasure on Twitter at I am Pleasure. James, tell us what's going on at the Star. You got Saturday morning hangover at halftime. What's going on? Oh, it starts bright and early at seven a.m. with R and R in the morning. Goes with um, myself, Rudy J, and Rob Thompson every morning, 7 to 10. And then Mike Jimenez gets you going from noon to 2 with halftime. And, of course, Jason Minnick's Joe Reinagle, the Blitz, from 4 to 7. Of course, Saturdays, you've got the Saturday morning hangover with myself and Jack Thompson. And then on Sundays, you've got the Sunday Sports Grill, which goes from 11 to 1 with Quinn Hudson, Tanner Carlson, and Brandon Big Poppy Medina. Pretty much, you're on a Sunday to Sunday, local homegrown shows. Always, we are Always. live. We are local. We are hyper focused. We are talking about the things that you want to hear about: the Cowboys, the Texans, the Spurs, and all that good stuff. Uh, best taco spots on Marbot. Pedro <laughs> Pascal talking about how San Antonio tacos are way better than Austin tacos. Settling uh-huh. the date from the Mandalorian himself out at South yep. by Southwest. Imagine in Austin, South by Southwest, and he says that to the Austin yeah, people. Yeah, it's there. in I Austin. It. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. And it was like, it's San Antonio. It's not even close. <laughs> well, he used to live in San Antonio back in the day. He grew well, he up. Was, uh, used to live in Austin back in the day. Oh, for real? I see. I didn't know that. I thought he was from Austin. He went from Austin straight to Cali to start his um, movie career. Okay. Well, then even better. Then he's lived yeah, in both he came spots. From I believe Chile. I think so. Yeah, he's Chilean. Yeah. So, yay, Mando! Good pick there, Mando. Mando taking another W. <laughs> yeah, you get the all that here, right thing here. left and right. The, the yeah, Star exactly. Wars franchise, Book of Boba Fett, San Antonio Tacos. He's just throwing W's yeah. all over the place. Left and right, yeah. And that's how you can uh, check out what's going on at the Star. Uh, 12.50 a.m., 103.3 FM. Listen to them every single day. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs every single day as well. And listen to us. Uh, make sure we are your first listen each and every day. Uh, the Lockdown NBA Network has many NBA shows for you to subscribe to, so please subscribe to all of them. And the move to YouTube is imminent. It's imminent. The page Ooh. has been built. It is ready to go. 
Now it's just a matter of a little bit more training for me. Videos now soon. Well, the good news is, pleasure is that um, I asked, "Hey, what if like one day a, a guest doesn't want to be on video? Then you know they have their reasons. They go, oh, okay, don't worry about it. This is how you can uh, block out faces." I was like, "Oh, okay, good to know." So now I know how to do it. So, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so basically, what happens is if somebody says no, they don't want to be in it, then the entire show has to be blocked out. <laughs> so even better. <laughs> I have never I ain't been mad about of, it. I ain't mad about it either. I've never been a fan of video. I used to do it back in my old home, which was uh, over there News 4. I like having you on video with us. Yeah, I don't, well, because you, you don't get that nice little suite up there. You, got, you, you put me in a good little square there. It's all of it. I love mm-hmm. the way you do it. Except when I do it, I'm like, how did I, how did I, it's just, notice this is the technical side of it. That's where I get like nervous about it. Like, what is this? Oh, I'm, like, okay. what is, I'm like, what does this button do? And I press in the whole thing wrecks. So, um, <laughs> So that, that move is imminent, so uh, make sure to check it out. Likely could be as early as next week, but for sure in about two more weeks. So stay tuned nice. to that. But good for James, the Dark Knight, pleasure. I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.